0: So, we are doing chapter 16, the praise of King Prithu by the professional reciters on the Srimad Bhagavatam. The great sage Maitreya continued, while King Prithu thus spoke, the humility of his nectarian speech pleased the reciters very much. Then again, they continued to king, praise the king highly with exalted prayers, as they had been instructed by the great sages. The reciters continued. Dear King, you are the direct incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead Lord Vishnu and by his causeless mercy you have descended on this earth. Therefore, it is not possible for us to actually glorify your exalted activities. Although you have appeared through the body of King Vena, even great orators and speakers like Lord Brahma and other demigods cannot exactly describe the glorious activities of your lordship. Although, We are unable to glorify you adequately. We nonetheless have a transcendental taste of glorifying your activities. We shall try to glorify you according to the instructions received from the authoritative sages and scholars. Whatever we speak, however, is always inadequate and very insufficient. Dear King, Because you are a direct incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, all your activities are liberal and even laudable. This King, Maharaj Prithu is the best among those who are following religious principles. As such, he will engage everyone in the pursuit of religious principles and give those principles all protection. He will also be the great chastiser of the irreligious and atheistic. The king alone in his own body will be able in due course of time to maintain all living entities and keep them in a pleasant condition by manifesting himself at different demigods to perform various departmental activities. Thus, he will maintain the upper planetary system by inducing the populace to perform Vedic sacrifices. In due course of time, he will also maintain this earthly planet by discharging proper rainfall. Uh, This line needs a lot of explanation, so let us get on with this explanation. I think Guru is also on the line. So, the king alone in his own body. See, this line will tell you something very unique. The king is in his own body. So, that means the body is a vehicle which you can use. So, body is something which you have been granted for doing something worthwhile in this world. So, King Prithu, who is doing something through that body, you see, it is like this. There is a driver. He drives a regular car. Maybe he rides a, he drives a Toyota for going to work. Then he comes back home. Then he takes out his evening car, you know, maybe a Mercedes or something like that. So he takes it out, goes out. Then he wants to go for a very simple ride to a neighboring. In a restaurant or something like that. For that, he is not going to take out both these cars. He may take out another car, which is a very small version, like a like a city car. So he will take a small, uh, you know, four uh, four-seater or five-seater small car and go to the neighboring pizzeria or whatever. So that car is different. But now he is supposed to drive the car in a circuit, which is an F1 circuit. Do you think he will take any of those three cars? No. He is going to take a car over there which is best suited for that particular place. So human beings have been given this capability as well. You know the human body has been given one particular type of a capability. The divine takes that body for particular purpose only. So the divine what it does is it is accepting this body. Or doing a particular kind of a job. It's like going to work, a Toyota. He takes a Toyota, uh, you know, some simple model like that and just drives down an Altis or something. But the same car he's not using when he wants to go out for a very big occasion somewhere outside. So he's taking a grander car maybe. Maybe a BMW or a Mercedes-Benz or something like that. So depending on the occasion, depending on what is the usage, what is the kind of thing that are required of him. So you will find this king alone in his own body will be able in due course of time to maintain all living entities and keep them in a pleasant condition by manifesting himself. Full stop. Now let us not take the line further. So he is manifested himself in the body. Got it? so the body remember body exists in this material world because it is made up of panchabhutas so bodies exist in this material world rarely the divine takes up a body when the body is taken up by the divine it is serving a particular purpose the general populace are bodies bodies which are covered by means of ignorance or maya as we call it is covered by maya so they don't have any clue of who they are what they are doing and so on and so forth they they everybody every individual in this world thinks they are the body but what is prithu saying first he is taken up this body then what he does manifesting himself as different demigods to perform various departmental activities do you remember, every now and then, I keep on telling you that there are departments in this. So first time, I think we have come across this word where it is telling you straight away on the face that these are departmental activities. Like uh, Saraswati is a department of education. What it? Uh, Lakshmi is a department of say wealth and wealth management or God knows what all. She may be in charge of stock exchange and God knows <laughs> many other things. Okay, so we have various departments. In the previous chapter, it was mentioned very, very clearly how different gods have given Prithu the different kinds of gifts. Isn't it? If you remember, if you don't, I will just read a few lines over there. So you will get an understanding. See... uh, All these conch and kettle drums and this and that were being played. And then Kuvera presented the great king Prithu with a golden throne. The demigod Varuna presented him with an umbrella and constantly sprayed fine particles of water. The demigod of air Vayu presented king Prithu with two vis- that is chamaras of hair. The king of religion Dharma presented him with a flower garland. And the king of heaven presented him with a valuable hel- helmet so that means what these are gifts so every departmental head head is providing this divine being with the capabilities now let us say capabilities till now everybody has intellect which is a fact how many use it big question mark people don't use their intellect the god of intellect has not given you that capability okay now many people realize after many years of their you know living like a normal human being they realize that they can run for a marathon sometimes 10 kilometers sometimes 12 kilometers i know marathon is a very long distance yet yet i'm just giving you an idea So they can run, but till that point in time, they have not realized it. So does it not tell you that everybody has the capability, but it is never utilized? The utilization means the God of that particular domain has given you the blessing. You understand? The particular God which is connected to the particular domain has given you the blessing. He is working with you, that is why you can do that long distance running. Got it? Now Let us say you learn the art of writing story, story books or novels. So those story books and novels are connected to one particular department of Saraswati, which is, you know, uh, novel department maybe. <laughs> so that has triggered and it has triggered and you have started writing very beautiful novels. So, did you understand? So, this is what it means. Manifesting himself at different demigods to perform various departmental activities. Every man has a potential. Very few use it. Very few use it. Think about it. We all are living potential god, godhood ourselves. How many think that we are God and we want to use that potential that is there? Yes, what Padma wrote is, potential is tapped. Tapped in the sense you are very, very keen on using it. See, you want to grow, so you are going to use it. You are least bothered about it. You can just sit on your tight ass and do nothing about it whole life. Life lifelong. do nothing about it. So what is the use of the potential? You may have a potential, you are just going to be just lazing over there, or you know, denigrating or just degrading yourself all your life. But if you have it, why not use it? So he is going to use it, different demigods to perform various departmental activities. Thus he will maintain the planetary system of inducing the populace to perform Vedic sacrifices. So this particular person called Prithu who has realized his potential of who he is. He will induce other people. So the divine when he divine comes he induces. Induces means you understand if there is a donkey you kick his ass and he will start moving. Otherwise he is just going to stand over there and do nothing and eat, eat the grass. You know bulls. Have you ever seen a bullock cart? The bullock cart doesn't move only, it is going very slowly, slowly, and that fellow is chewing himself, you know, all the cud, all the way, till he gets one chabuk fatka behind his back and then he starts moving fast. So, the job of this divine being is to give two kicks in the ass so that they can start moving. So, this is what is important. So, he induces the population to perform vedic sacrifices now vedic sacrifices doesn't mean going out and buying yourself some lakdi vakdi and all that and making a big uh, holy fire over there sorry that is not vedic sacrifice using your potential it means if you if you know how to speak that is your potential isn't it if you really know how to speak so this divine being prithu he is going to make you speak Did you get this point? So, inducing that individual to come out of that shell and start doing something, that is his job. So, he induces the populace to perform Vedic sacrifices. In the due course of time, he will maintain this earthly planet by discharging proper rainfall. rainfall The term rainfall means what? Rainfall means you get benefits of it. Isn't it? Benefits. Whatever that you do. Suppose you are writing something, You will get published. Suppose you speak very well, you become an orator. You can become a politician or whatever that is. So making you realize your potential means discharging proper rainfall. Right? Now, this King Prithu will be powerful as sun god. And just as the sun god equally distributes his sunshine to everyone, King Prithu will distribute his mercy equally. So as the lord himself is there, born on this planet earth has taken the body he is never he is not going to be partial to any individual he spreads the sunlight evenly and equally similarly just as the sun god evaporates water for 8 months and during the rainy season returns it profusely this king will also extract exact taxes from the citizens and return these monies in times of need it's a it's a self-sustaining system See, you take taxes so that you can build all the infrastructure and stuff like that. So it's a self-sustaining system. This king Prithu will be very very kind to all citizens, even though a poor person may trample over the king's head by violating the rules and regulations. The king out of his causeless mercy will be forgetful and forgiving. As the protector of the world, he will be tolerant as the earth itself. This is another very beautiful thing which is being mentioned over here. People are not going to be pally with him, everybody is not uh, going to listen to him. There are going to be dissents also, people are going to talk nonsense behind his back and in front of him also. Yet, being the divine, he is going to be very very calm about the whole issue. He is going to have what is called as a causeless mercy. He shows causeless mercy, he is forgetting and forgiving. So only the divine can be forgetting or forgiving. It doesn't, the divine doesn't hold grudges against someone. The normal human beings have grudges against every other person in this world. We have we hold grudge against God as well, isn't it? Tumne nahi diya, Why? Whereas the divine is not supposed to have any grudges. When there is no rainfall and the citizens are in great danger due to scarcity of water, this royal personality of Godhead will be able to supply rains exactly like a heavenly King Indra. Thus, he will very easily be able to protect the citizens from drought. This King Prithu Maharaj, by virtue of his affectionate glances and beautiful moon-like faces which is always smiling and great affection for the citizens, will enhance everyone's peaceful life. The reciter continued, No one will be able to understand the policies the king will follow. His activities will also also be very confidential and it will not be possible for anyone to know how he will make every activity successful. This is the secret recipe of the divine. The divine will never reveal to you how the next round of things are going to happen. See, it is important that the divine doesn't tell you. If you come to know then you are not going, going to lift your finger to do anything. Just imagine, tomorrow you come to know that, okay, you are going to get a million dollars. You won't even go and buy them that lottery ticket for yourself. You know that? dollars <laughs> Sir, you have to go and do your part of the deal. So, better you do your part of the deal, then only it will come. So, you are never told the future for this reason. Otherwise, you will always be, you know, thinking that, sorry, it is not the case. So, it is never being told to you. It is always done in secret. The treasury will always remain unknown to everyone. He will be a reservoir of unlimited glories and good qualities and his position will be maintained and covered just as Varuna. The deity of the sea is covered all round by water. Varuna is a deity which is always covered by water, isn't it? The whole sea is covered. Does it not hide all the beautiful stuff inside itself? It is exactly how it is going to be. King Prithu was born on a dead body of King Vena as fire is produced from Arani wood. Thus, King Prithu will always remain just like fire and his enemies will not be able to approach him. Indeed, he will be unbearable to his enemies. For all those staying very near him, they will be able to approach him but will have to remain as if far away. No one will be able to overcome the strength of King Prithu. So, it is a very common notion that means... As much as the enemy will try to pull him down, you are not able to because, as a divine being, he is never being subdued by his enemies. King Prithu will be able to see all the internal and external activities of every one of his citizens. Still, no one will be able to know his system of espionage, and he himself will remain neutral regarding all matters of glorification or vilification paid to him. He will be exact like air and the life force within the body which is exhibited internally and externally but is always neutral to all affairs. So he knows, if if somebody is giving galis to him also, he knows, not that he doesn't know. Just as the sun god expands his shining rays over the arctic region without impedance, the influence of King Prithu will cover all tracts of land up to the arctic region and will remain undisturbed undisturbed as long as he lives. Imagine this book has been written Okay, fine. Okay, the 13th verse we have missed out since the king will always remain on the path of piety. He will be neutral to both his son and the son of his enemy. If the son of his enemy is not punishable, he will not punish him. But if his own son is punishable, he will immediately punish him. And that means it is talking about justice, isn't it? The justice is very, very important. It has to be given at the proper person at the proper time. Everything has to be given properly. So as as just as the sun god expands his shining rays up to the arctic region without impedance, the influence of King Prithu will cover all track of land up to the arctic region and will remain undisturbed as long as he lives. Imagine during that time it was mentioned that you know arctic region. So somebody must have be having one big rocket or something like that. He must have gone and seen the arctic also. So, this talks about the in-depth knowledge the sages had during that time as well. The the king will please everyone by his practical activities and all his citizens will remain very satisfied. Because of this, the citizens will take great satisfaction in accepting him as their ruling king. The king will be firmly determined and always situated in truth. He will be a lover of the Brahminical culture and will render all services to old men and give shelter to all the surrendered souls. Giving respect to all, he will always be merciful to the poor and innocent. The king will respect all women as if they were his own mother, and he will treat his own wife as the other half of his body. He will just be an affectionate father to his citizen, and he will treat himself as the most obedient servant of the devotee who always preaches the glories of the of the Lord. So again, equality. The king will consider all embodied living entities as dear to his own self and he will always be increasing the pleasure of his friends he will intimately associate it with liberated people persons and he will be chastising hand to all the impious persons the king is the master of the three world and he is directly empowered by the supreme personality of godhead he is without change and he is an incarnation of the supreme known as the Vesha Avatara, being a liberated soul and completely learned, he sees all material varieties as meaningless because of their basic principle is nescience. The king, being uniquely powerful and heroic, will have no competitor. He will travel around the globe on his victorious chariot, holding his invincible bow in his hand and appearing exactly like the sun, which rotates on its own orbit from the south. This is a very strange um, line. You can imagine, people during those, I think this book might have been written many, many years ago, at that time they knew that the sun is going around itself, whereas the earth is going around the sun, whereas in all the foreign books it is written that the sun is going around the earth, isn't it? Till Galileo, Galilei, he went and told that no, the earth is not the center of the universe, the sun is the center of this solar system and we are going around it. Till that time my man believed that we are the one who is the center and the whole planets are going around us. Whereas this line will clearly tell you that the sun is revolving on its own axis, is going round and round and we are going around it. So a lot of astronomy there. When the king travels all over the world, other kings as well as the demigods will offer him all kinds of presentations. The queens will be all also consider him the original king who carries in his hand the emblem of the club and the disc and will be sing, in his, and will sing to his fame. For he will be as reputable as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The king, this protector of the citizen, is an extraordinary king and is equal to the Prajapati demigods. For the living facility of all citizens, he will milk the earth, which is like a cow. Not only that, but he will level the surface of the earth like a pointed end of his bow, breaking all the hills exactly as King Indra, the heavenly king breaks mountains with his powerful thunderbolt. When the lion travels in the forest with his tail turned upwards, all menial animals hide themselves. Similarly, when King Prithu will travel over the kingdom and vibrate the string of his bows, which is made up of the horns of goats and bulls and is irresistible in all battles, all demonic rogues and thieves will hide themselves in all directions. At the source of river Saraswati, the king will perform 100 sacrifices known as Ashwamedha. In the course of the last sacrifice, the heavenly king Indra will steal the sacrificial horse. So it is already written and they are already talking about it. So, so we are going to get this story in the future. This king Prithu will meet Sanath Kumar, one of the four Kumaras, in the garden of his palace compound. The king will worship him with devotion and will be fortunate to receive instructions by which one can enjoy transcendental bliss. In this way, when the chivalrous activity of King Prithu comes to be known to the people in general, King Prithu will always hear about himself and his uniquely powerful activities. No one will be able to disobey the orders of Prithu Maharaj. After conquering the world, he will completely eradicate the threefold miseries of the citizens. Then he will be recognized all over the world. At that time, both the Suras and the Asuras will undoubtedly glorify the magnanimous activities. So this ends the chapter, 16th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Praise of King Prithu by the professional reciters. Now these professional reciters were there even during the time of Sri Ram. If you remember, the sages were called in and the entire history of Sri Ram or the the future of Sri Ram was recited at that point in time and it was given to them. Same was with Sri Krishna as well. You will find that in just during that particular period, they called in the sage and the sage was able to recite the entire future of this particular one. So now we will do chapter 17th. Maharaj Prithu becomes angry at the earth. The great sage Maitreya continued, in this way the reciters who were glorifying Maharaj Prithu readily described the qualities and the chivalrous activities. At the end Maharaj Prithu offered them various presentations with all due respects and worshipped them adequately. King Prithu thus satisfied and offered all respect to all the leaders of the brahmanas and the other caste, to his servants, to his ministers, to the priests, citizens, general countrymen, people from other communities, admirers and others and thus they all became happy. Vidura inquired from the sage Maitreya, my dear brahmana, since mother earth can appear in different shapes, why did she take the shape of a cow? And when King Prithu milked her, who became her calf? And what is the milking pot? So now this is a new story that we are taking up. Now in this the question that was asked Vidura, if you remember the en- entire story once again, Vidura has gone to sage Maitreya and he is asking him the question. Alright? So what does he ask? So the question that is asked is, Now, Earth, Mother Earth is now going to take another form. Remember in the previous chapter, we had done where the king can take up any form of demigods and every other thing that he wishes to, if he wishes to. Here also, the earth is going to take a particular form. The form is of a cow, the cow which is going to get milked. And King Prithu is going to become the bacha. So the story is going to be there. The surface of the earth is by nature low. In some places and high in others so you will find that where is it low it is low in the seas and high the mountain ranges okay so what happens in the previous chapter we learned that Indra with his hammer hammers the land and makes it straight today if we want to build some structures we have to level the earth isn't it it's a part and parcel of our world as well. If I want to make some buildings or something like that, I have to level the earth and make it straight. The mountains have to be lowered so and so that we can build on top of that. So the surface of the earth is by nature low and in some places and high in others. How did King Prithu level the surface of the earth and why did the King of Heaven Indra steal the horse meant for the sacrifice? So we are going to ask, he is asking this question. So the great saintly King Maharaj Prithu, received knowledge from Sanat Kumar, who was the greatest Vedic scholar. After receiving knowledge to be applied practically in his life, how did the saintly king attain his desired destination? Prithu Maharaj was a powerful incarnation of Lord Krishna's potencies. Consequently, any narration concerning his activities is surely very pleasing to hear and it produces all good fortune. As far as I am concerned, I am always your devotee, as well as the devotee of the Lord, who is known as Adhoksha Saja. Please therefore, narrate all the stories of King Prithu, who in the form of the son of the King Vena, lived the cow-shaped earth." Suta Goswami continued, When Vidura became inspired to hear of the activities of Lord Krishna in his various incarnations, also being inspired and being very pleased with vidura began to praise him then maitreya spoke as follows the great sage maitreya continued my dear vidura at the time king prithu was enthroned by the great sages and brahmanas and declared to be the protector of the citizens that was a scarcity of food grains the citizens actually became skinny due to starvation therefore they came before the king and informed him of their real situation dear king Just as a tree with a fire burning in the hollow of the trunk gradually dries up, we are drying up due to the fire of hunger in our stomach. You are the protector of surrendered souls and you have been appointed to give employment to us. Therefore, we have all come to you for protection. Indeed you are not only a king but the incarnation of God as well. Indeed you are the king of all kings. You can give us all kinds of occupational engagements for you are the master of all livelihood. Therefore, O king, of all the kings, please arrange to satisfy our hunger by the proper distribution of food grains. Please take care of us, lest we should soon die from want of food." After hearing this lamentation and seeing the pitiable conditions of the citizens, King Prithu contemplated this matter for a long time to see if he could find out the underlying cause. Having arrived at the conclusion, the king took up his bow and arrow and aimed them at the earth, exactly like Lord Shiva, who destroys the whole world out of anger. When the earth saw that King Prithu was taking his bow and arrow to kill her, she became very much afraid and began to tremble. She then began to flee, exactly like a deer, which runs very swiftly, when followed by a hunter. Being afraid of King Prithu, she took the shape of a cow and began to run. Seeing this, Maharaj Prithu became very angry and his eyes became red as the early morning sun. Placing an arrow on his bow, he chased the cow shaped earth wherever she would run. The cow shaped earth ran here and there in outer space between the heavenly planets and the earth and whenever she ran, the king chased her with the bow and arrows. Sounds very funny, isn't it? The earth is running like a cow and here Prithu is running after her. And then she is going from planet to planet and going through the systems, the solar systems. It, It sounds very funny. Now see the story has started where all the people of the village, they have all the kingdom have come to the king. Why have they come to the king? Because there is a drought in the country. There is no water anywhere. So they have become emancipated, you know, very thin. They don't know what they are doing so what what are they going to do they are going to approach the king and tell him sir there is no rain you know there is no food can you please give us some food all right okay the secret is revealed in the end <laughs> like as usual <laughs> okay so just as a man cannot escape the cruel hands of death the cow shaped earth could not escape the hands of the son of vena at length the earth fearful her heart aggrieved turned back in helplessness. Addressing the great opulent King Prithu as the knower of religious principles and the shelter of the surrendered, she said, please save me. You are the protector of all living entities. Now you are situated as the king of this planet. The cow shaped earth continued to appeal to the king, I am very poor. And I have not committed any sinful activities. I do not know why you want to kill me. Since you are supposed to be the knower of all religious principles. Why are you so envious of me? And why are you so anxious to kill a woman? We are talking about a cow. Now we are talking about a woman. And then we are talking about envy. We are talking about religious principles. It's getting more and more confusing, isn't it? (laughs) So, even if a woman does not does commit some sinful activity, no one should place his hand upon her. And what to speak of you, dear king, who is so merciful? You are the protector and you are affectionate to the people, to the poor. The cow shaped earth continued, My dear king, I am just a strong boat and all the paraphernalia of the world is standing upon me. If you break me to pieces, how can you protect yourself and your subjects from drowning? King Prithu replied to the earthly planet, My dear earth, you have disobeyed my orders and rulings. In the form of a demigods, you accepted your share of the yajna we performed, but in return you have not produced sufficient food grains. For this reason, I must kill you. Although you are eating grass, green grass every day, you are not filling your milk bag. So we can utilize your milk. Since you are willfully committing offense, it cannot be said that you are not punishable due to your assuming the form of a cow. You have so lost your intelligence that despite my orders, you do not deliver the seed or herbs and grains formerly created by Brahma and now hidden within yourselves. Remember, this is a speech between two entities. One is a demigod called Earth, demigod, okay? That is a created being and the second one is between the Supreme Divine Consciousness. So you will find your clues over there. So, this is a dialogue going on between the two of them. He is this, The Divine Consciousness is telling, you have been eating everything, see? You have come and eaten the grass, you have done everything and yet you are not giving me milk. How is it possible? So, you are not doing your duty. Think about it like this. In the material world, the clouds, they gather and then they just go away. Every day the clouds gather on top of your head and they just go away without giving you rain. You know how difficult it is going to keep on living? First and foremost, when the clouds gather, the temperature shoots through the roof. You become all you know sweaty and stuff like that. And on top of it, there are no rains. The clouds suddenly come and they go away. Suddenly come and they go away. It's going to become very painful to you. Alright? Same thing. If everything happens like this, in the previous chapter, we did that everybody has got potencies, potencies, isn't it? We do not use our potencies at all. What do we do? Now, so let us say for example, you find that your child is a very good artist. Okay. Like our Tej is there, Senthil is there. We are these are great people here with us who have artistic ability. And tomorrow they say, no, I don't want to draw, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. So what is the use of the talent? The talent is important, isn't it? You have been given, as a God-given gift to you. You have to use it. Or tomorrow, uh, Sri Lakshmi says, I am not going to translate into German. I like only French. Go away. How it is going to happen? (laughs) The Germans are going to get very angry with you, see? Uh, the French will say, no, 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 you come on our side. No, when you have the talent, you got to use it. If you don't use it, it's not going to be of any help in this material world. So every human being has been given these capabilities. Capabilities. Likewise, the earth has been given the capabilities to grow, you know, food. And the earth is saying, now I, I have taken my field, I am not interested in giving you anything. So naturally, the Divine Consciousness is getting very angry with him. He says, I am going to kill you if you don't do it. So, it's like that. So, every person who has the capability and is not delivering the things, what is the point in having those capabilities then? So, King Prithu is being very, very right in his approach when he is firing the cow, which is uh, um, Prithvi. He is telling her, why are you not doing this? You are capable of doing this. Now, in our world, we have a lot of people also who can do so many beautiful things. Okay. And that person, out of various reasons, now, what are the reasons that a person can give? Biggest reason is, I don't feel like it oh my god you don't feel like it so you are not doing it how funny can that be so I don't feel like it I feel lazy I don't want to do it because it is useless stuff I am not at all interested in it what see you can have so many reasons you can give 1001 reasons why you don't want to do but for a doer he doesn't require any reason isn't it person who is a doer just keeps on doing he doesn't give reasons and he doesn't have to think you see a person who is non-doer wants to think of 1001 reasons why he cannot and how many blames he keeps on blaming every goddamn thing on earth he will keep on saying oh you know today the sun is not risen so I can't do it tomorrow this has happened I am not feeling well my hand is not working this is not happening my leg is hurting My brain is not functioning. Today I am stressed out. Day after tomorrow I am going to be all in full tension. How many reasons you want to give? Likewise, if the earth starts giving reasons like this, why she doesn't want to produce the grains, isn't the entire praja, praja means the entire body by the way, the kingdom, this is the kingdom, the kingdom of God is within you when they say these words, no? understand the whole kingdom is within you. All the praja is within you. Praja means everything tiny minute stuff including the hair is a praja. Praja. Everything. Your eyesight, your you, you see you name it. Even the smallest of that red blood corpuscle is your praja. You don't feed it properly. What is going to happen to you? It's terrible. And prithvi. The earth, this is the earth, we are made up of panchabhutas if you remember, okay. Think, you know what are we made up of? Land, water, air, isn't it? Are we not made up of that? So this is called the earth, this body that you see, physical body, it is made up of all the elements, it is the basic stuff, the earth. The water that is there within us, are we not composed of water also? Yes. Gases? Yes. You see the whole thing, everything we are composed of all that, this earth doesn't want to do anything. After feeding, you don't want to do, how is it, lazy bone, not wanting to do anything. (laughs) So Prithu, divine consciousness inside of us is telling you, get off your ass and do that thing, otherwise I am going to kill you. So, he takes his bow and arrow and says, I am going to kill you. So, we have the capabilities. We don't want to lift our fingers. Don't want to do anything. So, you will see this. Now, with the help of my arrows, I shall cut you to pieces and with your flesh, satisfy the hunger-stricken citizens who are now crying for want of grains. Thus, I shall satisfy the crying citizens of my kingdom. It's a threat. Okay? You don't kill your body for... I mean, just imagine you don't amputate your right hand with your left hand, you know. You don't do that. Oh, this hand is not working, cut it off. (laughs) Yeah, tomorrow when we have robotic arms and all, maybe you can cut it off and fix a robot arm over there. But (laughs) just now it is a part of your body, you can't do that. So, we are not going to, so he's just threatening that. Earth, you don't do it, I'll show you, I'll kill you. Any cruel person, be he a man, A woman or an important eunuch who is only interested in his personal maintenance and has no compassion for other living entities may be killed by the king. Such killing can never be considered actual killing. Do you understand this? These are very beautiful words. Any man, any woman or a eunuch who is not, see, who is only interested in personal. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Every human being, remember this, every person that is born in this is very selfish to the core and if you have the capabilities if that person has the capabilities and is not at all interested in giving them to the world distributing it what is the use of that person so why not go and kill him so he says it will never be called as a killing got it this is what it meant so Every human being is supposed to perform the duties that have been given to him. They have been ingrained, inborn, they have been planted inside that individual and they better deliver them. If they don't deliver, what is the use of living in this world then? That is the whole point of this. You are very much puffed up with pride and have become almost insane. How does the earth become full of pride? Last year I gave so much of grains. The year before last I delivered you ten times that quantity of grains. Have I not done this? This is my past. You see, my past is very, very glorious. Okay, your past is glorious. What about today? When everybody is going hungry, the whole world is going hungry, what about today? Who cares about your bloody past? You are an egoistic person who is caring all about your past. The pride is there in you. I delivered this. I did this. How many people in this world do this? In the year 1947, I, I defeated the British Army. Are, boss. 1947 Gaya Udar. Abi 2014, I Uski I liberated the country. I am the one who was the freedom fighter. Freedom fighter, today we are not free. We have got so much of problems in our world. Why not fight today? What is the use of telling me that you did in so many years ago? You got what I'm saying? This is what Prithu is talking to the earth. Presently you have assumed the form of a cow by your mystic powers. Cow is a very benevolent and quiet creature. You know the quietness that is there. Like that. Nonetheless, I shall cut you into small pieces like grain. And I will uphold the entire population by my personal mystic powers. So you don't want to deliver, is it? What? You are trying to become a cow? You know how a cow is, no? very mild mannered, calm, peaceful, chewing like that, timid, yes of course timid, doesn't want to do anything, at least she allows to be milked, but here this cow doesn't even want to be milked, I just want to sit in my in my gotha, okay, I gotha, the cow shed and do nothing, like a pig, you know, pig wants to just sit over there and do nothing so she also doesn't want to do so what does Prithu say I will cut you into small pieces like grain at that time Prithu Maharaj became exactly like a Yamraj and his whole body appeared very angry in other words he was anger personified after hearing him the planet earth began to tremble she surrendered with the folded hands and began to speak as follows the planet earth spoke My dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, you are transcendental in your position. And by your material energy, you have expanded yourself in various forms and species of life through the interaction of the three modes of the material nature. Now she is praising him. Unlike some of other masters, you always remain in your transcendental position and not affected by the material creation, which is subject to different material interactions. Consequently, you are not bewildered by material activities. So what is she saying? You are very kind and compassionate to everything. You don't get swayed just because somebody is coming to you like a cow or somebody is coming to you like a rakshasa. You don't get swayed by you. you all You really understand the truth behind this whole thing. Every human nature understand this. If tomorrow somebody says to me, I don't want to do something. I understand that it is their human nature. They are just trying to act funny. It is their laziness. It is their way of talking. Why? Because they don't want to do certain things. At that point in time, like King Prithu, you are supposed to give two tight slaps to that person. Why not get up and do something about your life? Tell me something, is Prithu doing it for himself or is he doing it for the Praja? Understand this, the Divine Consciousness always works for the good of the mankind. He is not at all interested in, why does he require when he has got everything in his command. So now Earth, Mother Earth is understood, so she is coming back to her senses, so she is talking like this. The planet Earth continued. My dear Lord, you are the complete conductor of the material creation. You have created the cosmic manifestation and the three material qualities. And therefore, you have created me, the planet Earth, the resting place of all living entities. Yet you are always independent, my Lord. Now that you are present before me and ready to kill me with your weapons, let me know where I shall go to take shelter and tell me who can give me protection. In the beginning of creation, you created all these moving and the non-moving living entities by your inconceivable energy. Though this very same energy, you are now prepared to protect the living entities. Indeed, you are the supreme protector of religious principles. Why are you so anxious to kill me even though I am in the form of a cow? My dear Lord, Though you are one by your inconceivable potencies, you have expanded yourself in many forms. Through the agency of Brahma, you have created the universe. You are therefore directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Those who are not sufficiently experienced cannot understand your transcendental activities because these persons are covered by your illusory energy. My dear Lord, by your own potencies, you are the original cause of the material elements as well as the performing instruments that is, the senses. The workers of the senses, that is the controlling demigods, the intelligence and the ego, as well as everything else. By your energy, you manifest this entire cosmic creation, maintain it and dissolve it. Through your energy alone, everything is sometimes manifest and sometimes not manifest. You are therefore the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes. I offer my respectful obeisance unto you, my dear Lord. You are always unborn. Once in the form of an original boar, you rescued me from the waters in the bottom of universe, though through your own energy you created all the physical elements, the senses and the heart for the maintenance of this world. My dear Lord, in this way you protected me by res- rescuing me from the waters, and consequently your name has been famous as Dharadharam, the one who upholds, he who holds the planet earth, yet at the present moment in the form of a great hero. You are about to kill me with a sharpened arrow. I am, however, just like a boat on the water, keeping everything afloat. My dear Lord, I am also the creation of one of your energies, and composed of the three modes of material nature. Consequently, I am bewildered by your activities. Even the activities of your devotees cannot be understood, and what to speak of your pastimes! Thus everything appears to us to be contradictory and wonderful. This ends the chapter. 17th chapter of the Bhagavata entitled Maharaj Prithu Becomes Angry on the Earth. So, now how big is this chapter? It's quite big. So, I think we will end over here because otherwise it's going to become very late, isn't it? Or do you want it's a small chapter actually 32 lines. Do you want me to continue? I can continue not i can stop